Lieutenant Commander Data, operations officer on the Enterprise was synthetic. Did you ever lose faith in him? Never. What was it that you lost faith in, Admiral? You've never spoken about your departure from Starfleet. Didn't you, in fact, resign your commission in protest? Tell us, Admiral. Why did you really quit Starfleet? Because it was no longer Starfleet. I'm sorry? Because it was no longer Starfleet. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we start our coverage of the new Star Trek series that brings fan favorite Jean-Luc Picard out of retirement and onto our screen. It stars Sir Patrick Stewart, Brent Spiner, and some other people we don't really care about yet. It's Star Trek Picard Season 1, Episode 1, Remembrance. But first, he is the faithful companion the number one, if you will, and really good boy to my wine-sipping, book-writing, retired old codger, it's James. How are you doing, James? Fuck you, number <laughs> one. All right? Fuck you. Uh, I, I am Will Riker. I don't know if you've seen my Halloween picture from a few years ago. I went as William T. Riker, uh, first officer of the Starship Enterprise. Uh, and I, if I do say so myself, dead fucking ringer. So fuck off. Looks looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. Yeah, thank you. And he's the android that dreams of electric sleep and haunts me in mine. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? <laughs> I am doing great. At least you didn't call me a dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> How's everybody's week been? Uh, I got to watch is- the card. It was amazing. Yeah. So mine was pretty good. So I listened uh I listened to our last uh, episode mm-hmm. uh of Say Sadis, uh and it was pretty good. Um I just want to let everybody know out there for the record, at thirty five minutes and twenty eight <laughs> seconds, Jason was wrong. The movie yeah. was alien, not two thousand. But nobody caught it Odyssey. except for me. So no, no. it doesn't I count. Can- I thought it was a little weird, but I wasn't going to be put on the spot right when we were recording. But you never said anything about it. Never. Uh, you didn't bring it up. I just when did. We, when we talked this last week. I just did talk about it just now. Yeah, look, because you look. listened to the show and you heard the buzzer that I put in self-correcting no. myself. No, no. Didn't need the, didn't even need the Whatever. buzzer. Whatever. Didn't I, even yeah, need the no. buzzer. Let, be, it show, let the record show that I self-corrected. <laughs> that Jason was wrong. You can't yeah, self-correct yourself after the fact. That doesn't I just count. want to go I on just did. As saying, I, I, I don't even know what we're talking about right now because I don't listen to most of what you assholes say. So what are we talking about? You were wrong? How is this no one, a shock to anybody? No one can hear you scream in space, he said, was from 2001. And it was actually the tagline for the uh, movie posters and such for Alien. And it's yeah. in space, nobody can hear you Who scream. didn't know that? Who didn't know that? Jason Well, didn't. you two, apparently. What are we talking about again? Yeah. Again, I'm not <laughs> listening to what you guys are saying. <laughs> Rob, you got news. Yeah. 
I do. Uh, first news, uh, and this one's a big one. Uh, Picard came out uh, this past week. <laughs> He's such a dick. Why are you? Why are you such a dick, Rob? I don't understand the dickness that you have. The, the levels of it. I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, I figured, you, you know, in case you guys didn't know that it had, uh, you could guys could catch on, you know, catch up on it. Yeah, this is news to me. Far. I'm going to have to go back mm-hmm. and watch that. Yeah, yeah. Before we get too far into the uh, uh, to the series, the, you know, I hate yeah. for you to get lost. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Yeah. There's a All reason right. I don't listen to you two. No, so I've got some real news. Um, so, uh, Screen Rant... Uh, Put out a top 10 best sci-fi movies on Netflix. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. Oh, um, my God. What did they list? Okay. So, at number 10, Cloverfield. Okay. That was Not a decent yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Number nine, they put I Am Mother. No. Uh, no. Get that trash out. I don't think I've seen that. Get I, that trash out of it. I don't care that J-Law was in it. I'm fairly confident that was who it was uh, in it. Get that fucking trash out. That is a shit movie by a shit dr- Just get no. it the fuck out. No, it's not J-Lo. It's Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Is that who was in Mother? No, I am Mother. Oh, wait. I, am I thinking of a different movie? Is there I another you, movie? I think you are. Is there a Wait, wait. Is there a movie named Mother that has Jennifer Lawrence? Yes. Something. All right. Maybe. Are you sure? Should we do research on the fly? I don't know. Uh, I'm doing it on the fly. Do Just hold on. You do it. I'm going to keep talking. No, I Am Mother is was a Netflix original uh, that they did where uh, a chick was uh, a robot named Mother uh, was raising a biological girl. Oh, after yeah. And you never saw that. that. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was thinking of Mother exclamation point. Yes. A totally different movie. My bad. You can put a buzzer in back there if you'd like to, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Done. Done. Uh, number eight was Moon, which we reviewed. Good movie. Good movie. Yep, yep. Had, uh, some, se- had some problems, but it was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. Number seven was Under the Skin. Haven't seen it. Uh, that's with uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Wait, ScarJo's in it? Yeah. ScarJo. She is an alien. Yeah, she's an alien. Does she take uh, her top off? Uh, I don't know. She plays an alien woman who disguises herself as a human to prey on men while hitchhiking through Scotland. Oh, that's wait, going wait. on the list. Wait uh-huh. a minute. Is How is this not a ripoff of Species? Because uh, it's not in the sewers? It's a loose adaptation <laughs> of Wasn't there a, a hot chick from Species? Oh, yeah. In Species? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Natasha yeah. Henstridge. That's it. Natasha Henstridge. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can always count on Rob to remember the hot chick's name. <laughs> well, of course. And it's like softcore porn. Can we put that on the list? <laughs> yeah. I think it's already on the list. Perfect. Oh, fantastic. All right. Our listeners will be happy to know that we did get some porn on the list. It's not porn. It's oh, not porn, damn Skin it. Max. Sorry. Uh, number six was Her. That's a good movie. That I also has Scarlett Johansson it. in it. Yeah, as... The Android, AI. or the yeah. AI, yeah, yeah. Um, Does she take see. her top off in that? <laughs> oh, yes. all, she, what are you talking about? She's topless <laughs> the entire time. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. No, seriously, uh, they 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 do sex things. Yeah. Okay, but is this the one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix? Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, then it's just a voice. You guys can go fuck yourselves. I yeah. think she puts a picture up of herself too. She makes a she makes a photo of herself, how she thinks she right. should look. Yeah, All right. It's a good movie. We'll we'll review it sometime. All right. Number five is uh, Snowpiercer. I haven't seen uh, that one. Is that the train? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um. Isn't that the one with the train, Chris Evans, no. on a train? Yes, yeah. Chris, Heaven, uh, Chris Evans is a leader of an a underclass revolution on board a train that yeah. contains the final remains of humanity. Yeah, no um, thanks. Okay. Uh, number four, District 9. Good yes. movie. Reviewed. Yep. Great movie. Number three is The Matrix. Good movie. Great movie. Number two is Inception. Good movie. Never seen it. You haven't what? seen Inception? No. Oh my god. Uh, why did you why did you have him as a co-host on this? I don't know. Show? I didn't I didn't realize that. Jeez. I didn't know this. I didn't beforehand. realize that was a damn requirement to to Why is Rob on this podcast? Is that the only reason? Cuz he's seen Inception? Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It had something to do with being desperate, and I was at his house. I from there. The have you seen Inception? Yes, yes, I have. Yes. You're I'm hired. You're hired. Wait, that's it. Right? What did you think of Arrival? Sucked. Good. You're on. You're in. Let's do this. <laughs> it's a good thing he didn't ask me about Metropolis. Probably wouldn't have been hired at that point. That was question number three, but then yes. he saw you eat a bowl of cereal. It was the Arrival that three. sucked, and not Arrival. That's true. The Arrival. Um, and but two out of three ain't bad, right? I mean, that's passing. And uh, drum roll, no, you not. can add this into... 66% isn't passing, is it? Uh, some colleges it is. Hey. <laughs> I forgot what year we're in. Yeah, it's probably passing now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number one, uh, you can add a drum roll at this point in time. Why? I don't know. Uh, Ex Machina. Uh, I don't know that I'd make that my number one. It's well, a good I don't movie. I that I've ever seen it. Probably top 10 worthy. But I don't know that that's a number one movie. So Ex Machina is, uh, oh, it's got, uh, what's her face uh, that played the latest Alicia Tomb Raider? Vikander. Yeah. Vikander. And um, Poe. Again, another hot person. That's why is I knew she, yeah, but does she take a Poe top from off? Star Wars, Jason Isaacs. Uh, yes. Um, oh, well, then why am I not watching Oscar I'll be right Isaac? Back. Yeah, whatever the so fuck you wanna wanna, you're going to want to put a buzzer in right here where you well, said Jason Isaac. Isaac. Wait, Isaac, wasn't he the uh and it's Oscar wasn't he the bartender Isaac. on Love Boat? Or Poe Dameron? Oh, that oh that okay. That Isaac. Yeah. You remember Love Boat, right? Yes. It's before my time. And you remember the bartender, right? Yes. Before my time. Wasn't his name Isaac? Before my time. Maybe. It was Isaac. I'm telling you it was Isaac. Okay. So Wait. I hate you both. <laughs> Moving on. This has been your Love Boat trivia for the episode. Yes. Hey, at least it wasn't corn trivia this time. Heather Lucklear was on fucking Love Boat. Yes, she was. I remember her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah. All right. Wait, did so, you just say, eh, to Heather Locklear? Uh, I said, all right. No, you didn't. You went in. <laughs> well, you went I was actually, disgusted sound. I'm sorry. Let me let me uh, oh, let me vocalize man. the brain thought that was going going through the head uh, when you uh, 
said, well, don't you remember her? And I said, I was thinking, yeah, Jason remembers the girls. You remember all the guy actors. It's <laughs> fine. You went that's, a long way for that, and it was not worth the trip. But that's what went through my head. You I, number one, I don't believe you. Number two, the audience doesn't believe you. Number three, let's just move on. <laughs> all right. What, other, what on. other news you got? Um, so Curiosity killed the rover, apparently. Um, the Mars rover Curiosity is stuck. Oh, that sucks. They're going to be able yeah. to get it unstuck? They think so. Uh, right now it's frozen in place. Um, basically, the uh, the way it works from what I've read here is they send a set of instructions, you know, uh, go climb this ridge. Right. Right. And so it gets that set of instructions and then it uses its sensors and the data around it to figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, something happened and it didn't fig it doesn't doesn't know exactly where it's at. So to keep it from hurting itself or destroying itself, it stops. Uh, and and so it's just sitting there frozen waiting uh what the scientists think uh, what nasa thinks is uh they can get it to reboot itself by um reacquiring some data and figuring out where it's at and then trying to send uh whatever the next thing is that it needs to do yeah because i mean they don't control it like a radio controlled no, car no, i mean there's no, like a don't. what a 30 second delay between here and mars and that's yeah. just one way so it's like a minute delay or something yeah. So yeah, they got to send instructions, wait for the the feedback to come back, and then I guess rinse and repeat if they don't get it unstuck. Well, I hope they get it unstuck because right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, something happened. It it lost track of its orientation. Um, so right now, since the data didn't add up, and you know, it's kind of like uh, and it got stuck, and it's just sitting there. Um, they think if they get it to refigure things out. Uh, just turn it off and turn it back on basically yeah you know and uh, you know they're 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 hopeful uh in the grand scheme of things though uh it has been running way past its life expectancy so you know 2012 is when it got put out there uh and it was only supposed to have like a what a three or four year mission something like that yeah Uh, yeah and it's still moving right along um, they've got pictures of uh, this article has got a picture of uh, the uh, one of the white wheels on the Curiosity rover, and that thing has got holes all up in it. Really? Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, it has it has seen better days. Uh, it looks like it's it's busted out some stuff in in one of its wheels. Wow. So yeah, so it, it's got some, a little bit of wear, a little bit of uh, wear and tear. All right, what else you got for us? That's it. That's it. Yeah, I did three. I did the the rover. Um, I did the top ten, and then um, I let you guys know about Picard starting. I vaguely <sighs> remember the top ten, but you lost me at rover. I, that's fine. Oh, actually, wait. Oh man, I almost forgot. I'm glad you questioned me. <laughs> oh, <damn it. laughs> Jesus. Aliens are humans. What? Yeah. Aliens are humans. So there's a... What uh, fucking tinfoil hat site did you get this off of? Dude, it came from (laughs) space.com. Oh, goddamn. So (laughs) space.com 
an article went out. Not, uh, yeah. oh so, so there's a uh, there's a there's a book out there. There's a book that yeah. argues that uh, UFOs are actually being piloted by time traveling humans. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> For fuck's by, sake. Really? Not by actual aliens. Yeah, so aliens are humans. I mean, that's that's Yeah, UFOs, UFOs are time travelers from the future that yeah. are studying us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're uh watching human evolution or they're uh checking out archaeological things, you know, that Or may they're may really existed. interested in uh watching Picard as it premieres. Right. Yeah, po- possibility. Cow anuses, they really really love to Explore cow anuses. Yeah. No, it's human anuses and they just mutilate cattle. I where the fuck have you what site do you go to? Yeah, apparently so not a very good one. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Jesus. You're part of the problem, okay? Not part of the solution, Jason. You need to get on board, okay? Because oh, when the slip. lizard overlords fucking come out, man, you need you need to be on board, man. Yeah. Oh, who's ready for a pod crawl? Sure. Picard would bow down to our lizard overlords. No, he wouldn't. Here we go. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The story opens up with a whimsical number of blue skies and a nice shot of the Enterprise D. Picard seems to have decided he has far too much money on him because he's playing poker with Data. But Data is revealed to be a big old cheater when he lays down five Queen of Hearts, and when he's called out, blows up Mars. Fortunately, it was all a dream. Picard wakes up by getting kisses from number one, which is a sentence that has probably only existed in fan fiction before now. Cut to Greater Boston where a young couple's date takes a left turn at Albuquerque when a hit squad kills the guy and gets their asses handed to them by the girl. Understandably freaked out, she has visions of Jean-Luc in her head as well as an urgent craving for some Earl Grey. Some days later, Picard is taking a walk through his vast vineyards with Number One and then breaking fast with his assistants. He's prepping for an interview with a reporter with an agenda. During the interview she tries to play gotcha journalism, but Picard is having none of that shit and schools her on the mistakes of history and how Starfleet shouldn't repeat them, then kindly tells her to fuck off. La Femme Nikita catches Picard's interview and decides to make a visit for a wine tasting. Turns out her name is Darge and she asks for Picard's help to figure out how she can suddenly kick ass and chew bubble gum. Picard has another data dream, which is starting to get a little creepy at this point, but it seems his subconscious is trying to tell him he's seen this girl before. He heads to his Starfleet man cave and verifies with the actual painting seen from his dream that Darge was painted 30 years before. Darge calls Mom, who tells her to go back to Picard, you silly girl, he's your only hope. She tracks him down outside of his man cave and he's elated to see her. He explains that she's not really human, her memories are made up and that she is an advanced version of the things that literally lit up Mars a while back. It sounds like a dark Mastercard commercial. Wine for the date with a boy you really like who will get murdered in front of you, $15. Ticket to see a man you've only ever seen in your head after killing assassins, $120. Finding out your entire life is a lie and you're a soulless murder machine. Priceless. But the assassins have tracked them down and Darge tries to kill Picard herself by making the poor man run up the stairs to the top of a tall building. She takes out half a dozen assassins, but the last one, who obviously doesn't brush their teeth, spits on her, which causes her gun to explode disintegrating her. 
Picard wakes up at home with his assistants and becomes that old retired guy who investigates crimes because he has nothing better to do. Which I think is also <laughs> on one. CBS. Anyway, Picard heads to the Daystrom Institute to get some answers. However, with the freak out over the synthetics going nuts on Mars, the Institute is a shell of its former self. Maddox is gone, but his research partner gives Picard the deets on their progress toward rebuilding Data's positronic matrix using just a single neuron. She reveals that they don't just make one biodroid, they make two because one is the loneliest number. The story moves to a Romulan warbird docking at an unknown space station where some rando walks up to look alike Darge and starts puking out his sad story. His name is Narek, and it seems he might be related to the douche nozzle that chased Spock to the Kelvin timeline and gave the world that abomination, but we will see. Soji introduces herself, says she doesn't mind working during her time off in an attempt to be nice to the rando, and roll the Romulan reclamation site is a fucking ball cube credits. All right. So uh, th one quick correction. The guy didn't spit on her. Like he, he, he popped a pill. Like he cracked a pill in his mouth and then spit that at her. And then they both were. So he did like, spit he, on her. Well, yeah, but it was it wasn't like his spit. No, I understand. I did that for okay. comedic purposes. You pedantic oh. fuck. I, I am a pedantic fuck. Speaking of pedantic fucks, uh, it, some light viewing for those of you who may not understand where this is going. Just real quick, uh, you, you Star Trek Nemesis. All right, is is something that you should watch. Uh, but you should really start at TNG, uh, the Next Generation. You should watch these episodes: uh, Measure of a Man, Data Lore. I Borg, The Offspring, uh, Best of Both Worlds, Part 1 and 2, uh, Descent, uh, Part 1 and 2, uh, and then you can hit the movies if you want to uh, for uh, especially Nemesis because that's where you see what happened to Commander Data. Right. And what introduced to, to B4. Data? Yeah, and you yeah, introduced to B4. All right. So what were, you, what, were you, what were you saying, Rob? <laughs> oh, I just, I was, I asked what happened to Commander Data. You didn't. You never watched Nemesis. Uh, he took a Romulan no, ship to the face. He did. Oh, take, yeah, that is exactly right, what happened. That's right. Yeah. 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 Perfect. He, so he died. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. yes. So this data is actually not even alive. It's in his well, dreams. Yes. I. I wow. Don't. I'm not 100 percent on that. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of leaving that open, right? They're 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 kind of I think leaving open the possibility that data is still alive in some form or fashion. So at the end of Nemesis, he tried to download his uh, his memories uh, into B four. Now B four is a, a prototype data. He came before even came. even uh, lore. So he's like before. That's why they the, call yeah. Him but yeah. he was also used by the Romulans to lure. Uh, Picard and Data to That's wherever so they fun. needed them to right. be. He tried to download his memories into B4. Apparently, according to this, uh, it didn't work. Now, there is a comic uh, series that took place after Nemesis where Data did survive. His his memories did uh, were successfully transferred into B4, and um, and he survived, and, and they did other stuff after after Romulus blew up but that apparently they're retconning some of that in this series. Yeah. So are the comics canon to begin with? The the comic some was thought to be canon at this point but yeah. now it seems that they're retconning some of that stuff. Well, I part of the problem is is that the uh, Sir Patrick Stewart was very adamant that uh this not turn into a nostalgia fest. Right. And 
Brent Spiner was very adamant that if he came back to do this, that it not like they do not undo Data's death because he felt like that was a great send off for that character. But all signs right now are pointing to uh, from what we know, who's in the show and whatnot are the, is that the Borg is somehow going to play a big part in this. And I have a feeling that the reason Picard is having these dreams of data specifically is because Maddox in his, and if you don't know who Bruce Maddox is, like Measure of a Man, like stop yes. this podcast, like pause it and go watch Measure of a Man and then watch The Offspring. Why do you Why do you always tell people to stop listening? Because they need, like I feel like it, watching that would make them more informed on what we're about to talk about. And then if or, they could watch that and they come back to this podcast and where we're at right now and then listen to it, Rob, they would understand uh, some of the words that are going to come out of my mouth. That's too much. That's too much work. That's too much effort for you. I mean, if I'm going to stop, if I'm going to stop the podcast and go watch something else, I'm just not going to come back for you. Well, feel free. Did you want to go watch those episodes right now, Rob? Yeah. If you don't mind, hold on. Yeah. Go okay, for it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll wait. Only, uh, yeah. Perfect. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and so I think that that's why uh, Picard is having these dreams of of uh, of data is because Maddox is using Borg technology to to uh, make a flesh and blood android, uh, flesh so and blood thinking, sin. You're thinking, and, that, he's and so because a little, a little reverb. Well, because the, Picard was Borg, right? right and right, so he's right. always had this connection with with the Borg, and he's always been able to tell when they're around. He's always had this. It's it's always like the nano the the nanites are still in him. So I thought they got I, rid I, of I, all he, those. I, did they? Because he keeps like it, it seems like he has this connection. Yeah, with them. I mean, well, so I think like maybe, in what was it? First contact. He he was kind of like yeah, yeah, the Borg because are best here of both, or something. Yeah, yes. because best yeah. of both worlds, part one and two. Yeah, so he he still gets no, no, flashes no. whenever they come no, around. No, not f first contact. The movie. Yeah, in fact, first contact. The movie opens up with a jump scare uh, of him. Thinking yeah, that being, he was getting taken over by the Borg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, when the Borg comes that around. And gotten on board or uh, teleported on board. Transporter. Yeah. So when the Borg comes around, he, he gets the sense that they're there. He kind of hears them. And I wonder if that's not so much the nanites still being in him, but the nanites somehow reconfigured Altered his brain him. to yeah. be able to pick up some of those radio frequencies or that electromagnetic radiation. Maybe it's and, just the siren call from the Borg Queen. Well, she's dead. Uh, she's dead. Uh, you don't think there's multiples of them? No, because the whole no. point of the Borg Queen was she was the central intelligence for their hive mind. Which So we don't know if the Borg are alive or dead. Yeah, we don't we know, know that. that. We know that the Queen is dead, but we don't know okay, how that so affects the Borg. But here's the thing. It does, I, I think this is where Hugh is going to come in later on because we already know that the actor who plays Hugh is uh, that played Hugh in the Next Generation, uh, which if you're not familiar with that, go watch the episode. I Borg uh, is it, it plays a, a role mm -hmm. in this series, and I feel like maybe that's why is because the Borg once the Queen died, they all get their the, like they essentially become independent again, and so you have all of these drones throughout the the galaxy who are essentially for the first time in however long they don't have a they don't have a purpose they don't have a drive they don't have anybody telling them what to do they're not working towards a collective so i have a feeling that that this is going to this is what things are moving towards i think i i'm not sure that the romulans are a red herring that was my first thing 
but I, I, I feel like they're manipulating the Borg, uh, the technology, and I think Maddox might be with them just because the Romulans are going to let him do whatever he wants to create an army of Datas. You think they're they're creating an army? Is that what I mean? I'm not sure what the Romulans are doing yet. I know that they're using the a Borg cube as their reclamation plant or their reclamation base, but we still don't know exactly what reclamation means. Uh, we don't know what the the structure of the Romulan government is at this point. We don't know how well organized. But the they Romulans are. In. are uh, yeah, but the Romulans were very well organized. They always have been. They've always been uh, very military. They've always been very uh, antagonistic. Yeah, but then, but um, what's his face from Nemesis basically took over the Romulan Empire through a coup. And when he died, but he got. But yeah, but when he yeah. died, what happened? Oh, Shinzon. Yeah, Shinzon. They yeah. came back. They came. Uh, the so there was a there Romulans was a took back over. Yeah, there was a power vacuum at that point when Shinzon died. What happened at that point? Because didn't he kill the entire Senate? Yeah, I think so. It's been a long like, time since I remember watched yeah. that movie. I need to I need to I'm watch it and catch sure up. Sure, he killed the entire Senate. Like he gassed him or something. I don't ah, fuck. I don't remember. Uh, and that might be the case. Uh, that uh, that maybe they are, but I mean when you watch some of the scenes that they show for, Hey, this is what's coming up. This is on Picard. Derp, derp. I mean, they really are doing a, their best to make it look like the Romulans are once again, the bad guys. And the, the, the music there at the end, when Picard, when, when the show was ending and they were, they were uh, doing that pan out, that long pan out to the uh, board cube. Uh-huh. The music was a rework of the original music used in the original series for the Romulans. So, I mean, it sounds like they're really trying to set up the Romulans to either be a red herring or they're going to be the big bad. I think they're a red herring. I don't see them bringing the Romulans back as the big bad again like they did in, in The Next Generation. I just, it, it seems too obvious to me. And it seems kind of droll if they do it. I mean, the Romulans were the big bad. And oh, not only I, that, I, I, not only that, but they had but that he, coup. Shinzon took him over. Then he died. There's a power vacuum. And then Romulus fucking blows up. I don't see how they can well, gather their no, resources uh, that fast. Maybe, but here's the thing. So all of a sudden synths, which is what they call androids now, for whatever reason, they don't call them androids, they're synths. So the synths go nuts on Mars, right? And they blow up Utopia Planitian. The entire atmosphere on Mars is still on fire. Yeah. Why? Why did they do that? My Here's my theory. Starfleet is the bad guy. And because Starfleet is the bad guy and they had some kind of nefarious plot that instead of go, coming to the rescue of Romulus, like Jean-Luc Picard wanted them to do 10 years ago when, this, when, when the supernova was about to hit, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of doing that, they had some kind of nefarious plot to put an end to their uh, uh, Romulan adversaries once and for all and to put, keep them under heel. Section 31, maybe? Section 31, bingo. And so the androids, the synths, who probably had the same kind of direct that Data did, which was you can't go against the Prime Directive, you can't go against Starfleet Code, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, They Maybe one of them found out, and then they all found out. And then because of that directive, they destroyed Utopia Planitia so that Section 31 or Starfleet couldn't carry out these nefarious plans that were going that were going to uh you know keep the Romulans under heel 
from now on. And now the Romulans find out about that. And you know the Romulans. They always hold a grudge. So it turns out that they're both a bad guy, Starfleet and uh, and the Romulans. Well, that kind of makes I, I mean, sense with the duality imagery that they've thrown throughout this first episode. I mean, you've got twins in Daj and Soji. Uh, you've got the duality between uh, Data and B4. Uh, we don't know if Lore's going to to show up, but um, you know you've you've got that that twin circle necklace that uh, that represents the the fractal whatever uh, Maddox is using for uh, rebuilding positronic matrices matrices based off of one uh, neuron. Well, is it that it builds? Because it, I guess that's where I was confused. Is it does it rebuild the positronic like? rebuild the memories or is it like Picard said it's just an essence of data well it's an essence of data that they use to build a positronic matrix so that's how they use that that what I'm thinking that's how they're what they use to make Dodge and, and Soji yeah which would yeah make them or their daughters but then the question remains is is why did uh data paint her 30 years ago and the answer to that question is found in Data's Day, the episode Data's Day, which I don't have on this list. You should go watch that episode as well, because what that is, is Data goes through and you follow him the entire day. And he documents everything as a letter to none other than Bruce Maddox. Mm -hmm. Yep. I remember that episode. So Bruce, so he and Maddox, after Measure of a Man, Data. They still uh, kept in touch, yeah. Yeah, they kept in touch because Data wanted offspring, which is to go watch the episode The Offspring. He creates a daughter, and he always wanted a daughter. Mm -hmm. And so this all ties in where Bruce Maddox, but I don't see him anywhere uh, uh, on the show. Like He's not mentioned in the credits, so either they're keeping this under wraps, or uh, I have a feeling that Picard's quest from now on until this show ends is trying to find Maddox to see if he can't somehow get his friend Data back. Well, and I think Data, so Picard touched on it. He said that the essence of Data is in that neuron, and I think Data is living on in some form through both Dodge and Zoji. I think it's Data that gave Otherwise they wouldn't know who Picard was. Yeah, I think it's Data that gave them their memory. I think it's Data that helped Dodge with the... uh, classified access in order to track Picard. And I think it was data that gave her the, the image to go find Picard in the first place. So you're, so you think so data is still alive in some form. I think he's kind of living on somewhat within her memory. So who's what the mom? If, I was just going to ask that. Who's the mom? I think it's, I think what, it's what just this? somebody that he implanted in her Trust memory, him. because if he shows up as she data to her, but she's not going to know who see the what fuck she he is. Right, oh, we only so you're see saying, what she you sees. Think yes. So she's this was hallucinating a, yeah. the phone yes. call. No, no, no. Okay. I think she sees it. I think it's data playing in her mind what she needs yeah. to see to to be able to to find Picard. Yeah, no, I see what you say. It's essentially uh, it would be a, a the holly or the uh, hallucination equivalent for whatever whatever an android does. But it's well, just a memory well, that's, that's in there. So, yeah. so it wasn't she actually did never call anybody. If somebody had walked by, they wouldn't have seen a phone call going on. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. So So before we go any further, I just, I want to throw this out there. Um, I did some research on the fly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Star Trek Jesus. First Contact occurred in 2373. Uh, that's when that's when the war part start, right? And of course they go back in time. Mm-hmm. So a Borg queen was a- alive then, went back in time, died. Right. Okay. Star Trek Voyager season 7, which was the yeah. last season It was the, it she, was the last show, it was the last episode of Voyager. Yeah. Right. Ended or actually, season seven went from twenty three seventy seven to twenty three seventy eight, which means that there was another Borg queen in the Delta Quadrant area, on top of the one that happened in twenty three seventy three. So there's either there's multiple queens handling different areas, or they regrow the queen head, so to speak, or clone the queen. You know, to oh she went down, now she's back up type of deal, uh, so everything is right with the world again, no more chaos type of deal. I, I, so well, I read, could I, she I'll, be back? I'll have to find the article. I read I read an article where they're like, we don't know. Like, there's yeah. no canon on what really happened to the Borg. All we know is there is no more queen. So I, there is no more so, queen that we are aware of. Well, and it could be the fact that the events in 2378 happened first, the board queen. No, no s- s- let me finish. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the events in 2378 happened first. The board queen somehow gleaned that that was uh, a losing battle, that when Voyager came back, she was going to lose. So that's why they went back in time to try and assimilate before Starfleet ever happened, before first contact ever happened. Uh, and then that lost too, and then the events right, so in twenty three seventy eight. From this is directly never. from Memory Alpha. There are in fact multiple identical queens. Right. That's from what I was who? Uh, Memory, Memory Alpha. Alpha. What's Memory that? Alpha is basically the Wikipedia of Star Trek. So it'd be like so. Star Wars has Wikipedia. Uh, uh, Star Trek has Memory Alpha. And what are they basing that off of? Uh, well, I, mean, I, I, I could read the entire from- thing. Well, no, I could read the entire thing, but I mean, it's it's extremely lengthy. Uh, the bottom line is, is that that uh, there are um, there are in fact, it does say at one time there were multiple identical queens. Now, does that mean that there are more out there? I don't think so because if you remember from Voyager, the queen was after the uh, uh, some kind of uh, a molecule. The the uh, Unicron, the planet-eating molecule. Unimatrix. They <laughs> called it Unimatrix Zero. Yeah, it wasn't a molecule. It. It, uh, it was a. It was a state of consciousness that people could go to. Yeah, drones could go to. Uh, and um, so they were after that. That was the big thing. So it's like drone uh, yoga because the board. I don't know. No, it was. It, it was regardless. A, it was a after place Voyager. Where they thought they were th- themselves. Yeah. After Voyager, um, it's widely accepted that the Borg were at the very least weakened, uh, but yeah. we don't know. There hasn't been anything. I have a feeling this yeah. this that this uh, series is going to flesh that out. Uh, but I also have a feeling that Starfleet is not the good guys anymore. I mean, that's why Picard yeah. left, right? Yeah. So they're not the good guys anymore. Every nothing is as black and white as it used to be. And I think as you get older. That's kind of the case, right? You start to realize that there's some some gray area. 
And so maybe this is just, uh, you know, Picard's take on it. Like Picard isn't seeing the black and white and the black and white has changed as it does with every society. And so he's left behind in this. I know what's right. I know what's wrong. I still have my moral compass. Like, and that's why he walked off from that lady. He's like, you still get it. Like you have the luxury of sitting there and judging me from afar and judging what I've done and judging my life. But you don't know the consequences because you get to turn the consequences off. And that's the thing with living in a um, in a society where everything is given to you, where everything is is handed to you. It, 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 for all intents and purposes, Earth is a paradise. Right. There's no there's there's no poverty. There's no struggle. There's no there's no war. There's no famine. There's no hunger. Even the weather is taken care of. And so when you have that as a society, things start to change and a lot of things can go wrong with a society that doesn't have that, doesn't have that struggle, doesn't have that uh, identity. Uh, and so you kind of see that in society today a little bit, especially here in Western culture. And I just think that, that the, the series makers, the showrunners, the producers, uh, the writers are trying to mimic that a little bit. And Starfleet is no longer the, the, the bastion of... Uh, uh, truth, justice in the American way uh, that uh, as it used to be. Yeah, it doesn't hold the moral high ground anymore. No, no, absolutely not. And so Picard walks away from that. It's going to be interesting to see what they flesh out from this. Um, I was very happy to see the woman who plays his caretaker, for lack of a better word. Um, Orla is her first name. And I can't remember her last name. But oh, she's on, his uh, assistant? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's in uh, uh, Into the Badlands, which I really like, or she was. She got killed off this last season. I haven't so. seen that. That's yeah, a good show. So my question about them, and I don't think— They, I they, don't, they were fleshed out in a comic. No. Um, I don't— Yeah, they were. Oh, were they? Those two yep, characters? They were, uh, yep, they were uh, Romulan Secret Service or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Tar Shadar oh, or whatever Okay, it is. so they were, yeah. they were part of Tal Shiar. Okay, so my mm -hmm. question here, because I haven't read the comic, was are they spies keeping tabs on him? I don't think no. they no. are. Um, I think no. he nope. kind of rescued them or, or something or helped them out. They, and they're pretty loyal to him. Yeah. But early they're in the— They're loyal because he went after—because he, he refused to give up after Starfleet did. Yeah, and, so, and I gleaned yeah. that towards the end of the episode. But earlier in the episode, especially whenever it—so in the beginning— just from the the phaser that they used in that initial attack on Dodge, I figured they were Romulan, and so that that had me questioning any Romulan that I saw in the, the in the episode after that, and so that's that's why I wrote down in my notes: Are they spies keeping tabs on him? I don't think so. No, we could be completely wrong, but I don't think so. No, they're not. They're not yeah. they're, in the comics. That's 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 what happened. Um, I've watched a couple of videos out there that other people have put out saying, hey, you know, let me let, hear some explainers, here's some Easter eggs, whatever. Uh, and that was one of the things. So in the in the first couple of Picard, I don't remember what they called it. It's like uh, the run up to Picard or whatever comics that they put up that 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 was they fleshed out their background and they're loyal to Picard. So I got a question. Go for it. We talked about this uh, briefly a uh, couple of days ago, Jason. Um so we got this synth crackdown, right? You know, they're they're all banned and everything like that. So what happened? And I know they're probably not going to answer this, but it makes me wonder what happened to the doctor from Voyager 
because of this, right? I, you know, I he know they're, they're saying, I know they're saying androids and synths are the same thing, but he was he was AI, um, and he was into- autonomous. I mean, he was he had that little uh, yeah, he was sentient. mobile emitter, right? So, what? What do you think happens? Is he classified in this, or is he immune to it, or you know what? So it was just a question. It was a question I had during the show when they said synths are no longer allowed. You know, I'm like, uh, okay, well, we have that AI guy that runs around. Yeah, you, you yeah. kind of wonder if he's grandfathered in to that. If they even consider him a synth, they they may consider him something else. Yeah, because they do consider because he does have uh, intellectual property rights. They established that during the Voyager seasons uh, with the books that he was writing. Uh, he wrote a, a novel or whatever, sent it into the Federation. They had a whole now, thing I, on. I never, I never watched past the middle of the season of Voyager except for the last few episodes, just so I could get closure for a show that I started and ended up hating. Did they ever establish that he was truly conscious? Yes. Yes. They said he was yes sentient. because yes because uh, he programmed himself to dr- he he allowed himself to dream. Uh, he, they put in routines that allowed his uh, his program to continue to function uh, even when he was uh, deactivated or you know turned off. Um, and then he could also daydream during the day. Uh, and that that actually he ended up like daydreaming that he was an emergency command hologram, huh. yeah. which was kind of funny, <laughs> which was kind of funny. And they actually ended up using that later on uh, in the show uh, one time. OK, uh, so I mean, so that that goes back to well, do they consider him a synthetic and is he no. grandfathered in? Because, I mean, uh, uh, he has autonomy now because he has right. that. But he's not. But he's not an android. He's not. He's not a sin. He's not flesh and blood. He's not. They didn't try to make him flesh and blood. They didn't even. I, I see it as two different things. He's a hologram uh, AI, which is different than being able to uh, reach out and touch someone. But he can right? reach he out and touch has, someone. Uh, well, yeah, using force, yeah, but a using, hologram. Come right, on, but man. using force fields and whatnot. So I, I don't. I just. I. I. I don't see that as being uh, equivalent. Well, so uh, the, the, the they, definition they of an said, so in the Voyager. Well, in the in the Voyager, uh, the last episode of Voyager, the last two episodes of Voyager, I should correct myself. Uh, when Janeway from the future went into the past, because Tom likes uh, Rob likes time travel. Uh, the the Doctor was on his like third wife. <laughs> third wife. Uh, he was he was very much. They just everyone considered him part of just. A person. So the synths that they have today, they they weren't like data. No, they weren't right? like data. They weren't as advanced as data. And that's one of the things that they said in the show is that they'd never been able to make something they as advanced as data. Yeah. Right. So so he would be on par with data. Right. I, I, I don't see them having a problem with him because he's been around forever. Right. Well, would they consider him a synthetic is my is do they do they consider data a synthetic at this point? If data were still around, would they consider him a synthetic? I mean, what are what are the definitions of a synthetic? Is it just some? Is that a certain class of android that they built? Maybe I, they'll I, answer that in the future. 
Yeah, I, I have a feeling, but here's the thing. I have a feeling that I'm going to be pretty disappointed with this first season. Why? Unless they speed this up, because it's only, what, eight, nine, ten episodes, something like that. Yeah. And they have a lot of characters they have to introduce in a very short amount of time. They got a lot of ground to cover, yeah. I don't, I don't, and if we were complaining at the beginning of the show, before the show went on, it's only 42 minutes. I know. Why the fuck do that? This is an online only fucking show. Make it an actual hour. Don't cut it down for fucking commercial time. Look, it's going to be broadcast. Right. So I have a feeling that if that's going to be the case, that all these are going to be 45 minutes and no more, which I'm hoping that, that that's not the case. I'm hoping that they get longer. Uh, but if that's the case and they have to introduce a brand new crew that Picard is obviously going to go into space with, it's how does he get there? How does he find the crew and who is the crew? And if you have a limited uh, amount of episodes to do so, you're cramming a lot in there. Plus, you have to have him go revisit some of his friends, some of the people he trusts, like number one, like Counselor Troy. Mm -hmm. And and you have to throw that in there as well. So either these episodes are going to get a little bit longer. Or we are going to be left with a lot crammed in a, a little space of time. And I have a feeling it's going to feel very rushed. Yeah, um, I've got that fear, too. I hope that they streamline the, the story because shows now are serial instead of episodic, like the original uh, The Next Generation I think that they're still able to keep on the same story arc while building characters at the same time. I think that uh, The Expanse is shown now. The Expanse has hour-long episodes, but it's still only like a 10-episode a season. Um, there's some seasons that are hour-long uh, episodes, but they only have eight episodes per season, and they're still able to manage to uh, introduce plenty of characters and still tell a coherent, good story. So I, I think they can manage it, but they're going to have to be really tight on their storytelling. I don't disagree. I just, I, I'm not sure they can pull it off. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know th this first episode I mean, the was first tight. season of Yeah. But the first season of discovery was shit. I don't know. I don't watch shit I mean, it shows. Was. Right. It well, was, you well, watch I'm, the second season then. <laughs> yes, the second season's really, really, really good. Second season was good. So maybe but they'll. They also yeah. maybe. They, but in the second season, they revisited characters that everybody were was at least somewhat familiar with. They did it in a in a fresh new way. You had the the original series Enterprise there. Uh, you, I, I, they did a lot of things right in season two that they really missed in season one. And I have a feeling that they're going to make the same mistake with Picard. Now the first. Episode. I mean, if you're going to rate this episode, I'd rate it a ten. See, I would like to think that they, you know, you know, just season one of Discovery was new. It was a new idea. Let's do this on a streaming network. Let's let's try something different. Let's freshen this up. That kind of deal. So so there was a lot of growing pains. I would like to think that they learned from that, and they did for season two of Discovery. I'd like to think that they carried that over into Picard. Um, and so maybe there won't be the same type of issues that season one of Discovery had. Um, you know, because it's, it's the same showrunners. 
not all of them, but some of them are, are from Discovery as well. So Yeah, so I think they're probably going to take the lessons that they learned from season one of Discovery. Right. And you've, you, you said that they tightened it up in season two, that season two was a much better season. So I think they'll take those lessons and they'll pro- apply it to Picard and Picard will be better for it. I mean, like I said, this first episode was tight. Um, they did cram a lot of information, but it didn't seem too hectic. I would have liked to have heard a little bit more about the Daystrom Institute, but I mean, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to, we're going to get a little bit more of that as it goes on, just because the doctor, it looks like the doctor's going wrong for the ride, you know? So maybe we'll get a little bit more of that backstory. Maybe. I hope so, but I have a feeling that once we leave Earth, like we're not going to hear anything about the Daystrom Institute. We're not going to hear anything about any of that. It's all going to focus on uh, his well, we, crew, where he's going. It's not going to be anything because it's going to be. I mean, if it mirrors, uh, if it mirrors the the original crew, right from the movies. Remember, they they just went off on their own at the very end, did their own thing. Uh, it was, uh, they didn't really have a, it was, what was it? Second star to the left and straight on till morning. Right. Yeah. Star Trek six. Yeah. I have a feeling that's how this is going to go. Like once the mission is complete, I I still think he's going to be searching for data. I don't think we're going to get any resolution on data this season. Uh, I think that's what he's going to be searching for is Bruce Maddox and, and, and uh, data in perpetuity. Uh, until they decide to end the series, and then what, it'll depend on if he finds them or if it's something else. Because Maddox is the new Noonian soon. Well, we right? think if, he is. It, it, well, what if it's a red herring and uh, Maddox created Data? Data is alive. Data killed Maddox and has assumed Maddox's brain um, or mission and everything like that. And we go back and he goes, "Hey, Picard, I've been waiting for you, Captain." Uh, end series. No. No. Uh, okay, pro- I was, I'm, I'm hoping not. Yeah. <laughs> really what have you been it. smoking, man? <laughs> uh, uh, when did you start? Why didn't you give me any? Yeah. <laughs> All right, final thoughts. Uh, this I, First episode is a 10. I don't know where you two clowns rate it. 10 for me. Uh, it piques my interest. It, it's enough nostalgia to... Uh, make me go, yeah, I remember that, but enough freshness to make me go, what the fuck is going on? I need more. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of of criticism on this episode. There's maybe a couple of nitpicky <laughs> I, things. I, did. I wasn't really fond of the opening music. Uh, it was a little little house on the prairie for me, but what the the blue skies? No, no, not the blue skies. The theme Talk music, the credit. Oh, the, the theme, theme music. music. Uh, the blue skies yeah. was a throwback to uh, Nemesis. So, right, right. So the yeah. so there is a thing uh, I don't even know what it's called. Um, Will Wheaton is doing a. I don't a, give a fuck a about thing. anything. Will Wheaton. <laughs> Hold does. on, listen, dude. He is do he is a host <laughs> of a of an after show thing that they're doing mm-hmm. for Picard. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the things is they talk to the composer. Mm. They did the the way that theme is written is they did it to kind of symbolize the fact that Picard's. Uh, you know, retired and things are nice and slow yeah. and he lives in the countryside. And then it picked up as that, you know, it's his calling. Uh, you know, he's been called to get back into the action. And that's why you kind of had that that note of TNG at, at the, the very end, end. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, of their 
No, I get what they were trying to do. I just don't like it. That it's, you know, he's being brought back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I get what up, they were Wesley. trying to do. Yeah. That's why. Shut up, Wesley. Oh, That's come on. Be, for the entire series, anytime Rob says something stupid, I'm just going to tell him to shut up, Wesley. Man, people give Will oh. Wheaton so much shit over that character. I don't understand why. I, I don't give him shit over the character. I enjoyed the character. I give him shit because he's a shit bird as a Is person. He? I've never met yeah, him. Yeah, Will so Wheaton I don't can know. fuck right off. Um, never met him. Here's, he's not very nice to fans, so he can eat a big bag of dicks. Uh, he's with got a Freddie big Prince chip on Jr. His both of them can go fuck uh, off together. I don't care. Uh, the one thing that I will criticize this 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 episode for is when a 70-plus-year-old, 80-plus-year-old Picard is, gets knocked down from an explosion <laughs> and, not, and knocked back, I don't know, 15, 20 feet, would you say? Yeah. Would you say that's a fair assessment? Yeah. That, it, it, that happens. Like, you don't just... Well, let's just transport him back to home. Derp, 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 derp. Well, He's probably so going to be in a goddamn I, hospital somewhere. I'm going to guess that they gave him some first aid, you know, because, I mean, they 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 <laughs> they repaired Dodge's cut on her head just instantly. I mean, they've got that technology. This is the 24th century, and, you know, they've got that kind of technology. take two of these, I guess, but seriously. Fucking Bones like, lived almost like- to 200 years old, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. Yeah. Dude, okay, so. Yeah, I didn't watch The Next Generation when it first came out, like the first seasons and stuff, because I was too young. Um, what do you mean you were too young? I was. I didn't get into it until like season two or three or something like that. So in my effort to wait for Picard, uh, because I just couldn't take the anticipation, <laughs> I, watched the, I watched the first few episodes of TNG and... I had to go and double check and make sure that was actually Bones. That was the yeah. That was DeForest. Yeah, that was yeah. That was, yeah, yeah, that that was the Kelly. actual. Yeah, that was the actual actor. I was like, holy shit! I was like, that is kind of cool that they did that. Yep. And then I was yeah. over it. Yeah. So uh, let's, I'm trying, you, you know, the life expectancy of these guys is like 800 years old now. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're like, they're like I don't think that's they're like Yoda's version no. for Star Trek. I don't think that's I, I don't think that's accurate. I, I will say this. I will say this. Uh, I, I'm, who else was in like from the original series? If you don't count Kirk, because you didn't see him until Generations. Who was who all from the original series was in TNG? So you had you uh, started with Scotty. Doris Kelly, Scotty, yeah, Scotty. Uh, in the uh, uh, the uh, Dyson Sphere episode. Yep. That was such a good episode. Uh, Relics is the name of it, by the way. Yep. I am such a dork that I remember all of this. Uh, <laughs> then you had Spock, Spock. was in it. Yeah, and yeah. I think, I think that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Just those three. And Scotty, both both uh, uh, DeForest Kelly and um, Scotty died while, uh, while TNG was in production. Yeah. Wait, did James Doonan die while TNG was still James- going on? Yeah. He got uh, lifted off into space, didn't he? Well, I know he's I dead. Being a thing. I know that his remains got lifted off, but I don't. I thought he would die after TNG was already over. I'm looking right now. <laughs> Search on the fly. Do it. Do it. Oh no, 2005. So it would have yeah. been. Yeah, no, you're right. No. Yeah. Hmm. So the only one that died during it was DeForest Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to say he was but the he oldest was, cast member anyway. Dude, yeah, he was he old was, when he got sure. when he got cast. Yeah. Apparently, James Doohan was some sort of uh, World War II hero. Yeah. Was he really? Holy yeah. Holy shit. 
So, uh, like, it's just interesting that uh, what these guys uh, and, and how the fandom follows. I mean, God, it's been what? When did it? 50 years now? 60 years? Uh, that, yeah, uh, 1960 something. Man. Yeah, looking forward to more Picard. I could go down the Star Trek rabbit hole uh, for hours, hours, but I will try not to and just stick to Picard from now on. Well, what I uh, would like to know, James, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this. No, it's not. <laughs> not at all. Is Star Trek Picard Remembrance more sci-fi than 1122-63? Well, let's see. Eleven twenty two sixty three had absolutely zero to do with sci-fi, and this uh, very first pilot episode of Picard had starships, floating cars, lasers, uh, 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 fucking robots that could jump fifty feet up three flights of stairs. An old guy who ran up a bunch of flights of stairs and didn't have a heart attack, who got flung back twenty feet by an explosion and just transported to his house. Transporters. Uh, then there's the, there's, uh, alien aliens or aliens, 11, 22. Yeah. Everything about this fucking show is more sci-fi than anything. 11, 22, 63 even sniffed that. Rob, you got a haiku for us? I do. Okay, you going to give it to us? Yeah. I, <laughs> I pulled up the wrong thing. Sorry. Yeah. All right, so this one is entitled Engage. I just figured it was fitting. Um, all right, let's get drunk on, on wine. Romulan's being shady. Ah, oh, shit, it's the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> good job, good job. Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Yep, yep. All right, who's got yeah, awards? He, he was a wino, man. Whew. Yeah, I, I have awards. Who was a wino? Uh, Picard. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he owns was, a vineyard. Yeah, he was guzzling his own stock. Yeah. Speaking of wino, Rob, who's got your head lush or your black lung? <laughs> you uh, got me all fucking flustered. Yeah, no, I was like, wait, wait, which one do you want? Um, I gave the black lung to uh, Dodge for uh, blowing up. For yeah. blowing up? Okay. Yep. All right, James? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm giving mine to Dodge as well for... For blowing up, although you could also just, you know what, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna get mine to Mars because God it's still on fire. It. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Mars is still on. nice. Yeah, that nice. one's that one's mine. I was gonna Jason give mine to Mars. He's gonna get get a clever yeah. award. Fuckers. Uh, James, <laughs> who's got your head lush? Uh, mine's gonna go to the guy who owns a vineyard, uh, Jean Luc Picard, uh, the uh, Englishman uh, that is somehow from France. Rob. Uh, mine went to Picard for drinking his own hooch. Yep, mine's going to Picard for yeah sampling his own wares. A lot, mm, all the time. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's time for breakfast, and he downs a drink. <laughs> I mean, shit. Um, that's how he's so well. That's how he survived the explosion. He was so freaking buzzed. I know. You know like <laughs> drunk drivers, right? They, uh, you know, they normally don't get hurt because they're so loosey goosey. James. Yes. Who's got your uh, player? Uh, my player award goes to the guy that took a uh, a, a, a Romulan uh, knife to the chest. Okay. I don't remember his name, but Dodge's boyfriend. 
Yeah, did he have a name? I don't know. I don't know. Dodge's boyfriend. He did not. Rob? Because he was going to get some. Like, yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were so, well on yeah. their way. He yeah, got so caught blocked by some Romulans. God he did damn, get caught blocked dude. by Romulans. All right. So, my entire thing here, and I'm going to read it word for word Dodge's boyfriend would have closed the deal if he hadn't gotten <laughs> cock blocked by Romulans. <laughs> That That's was awesome. the player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's getting my as well. Yeah. yeah. Three for three Which on that in, one too. An interesting thing is that race was uh, introduced in Discovery. It was introduced in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good, good call. Yep. Good call. That, that race is the who learned how to synthesize dilithium. Yes. Or resynthesize. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Look at look at the the big Star Trek brain on Rob. Wow. Yeah, yeah. you're in my wheelhouse, sorta, <laughs> sorta. sorta. All right, Rob, who's got Let your me purple? Let get caught up on TNG. Um, I gave it to Picard for having those sweet dreams of data all the time. Okay, James, uh, purple hippo. Is that where we're at? Yep. Yep. Oh yeah, no, mine goes to Dodge. Like, imagine finding out. All of your memories are bullshit. Everything you've ever known is 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 a fucking lie. Your life is something different. Yeah, no, you are like in that moment. You win the Purple Hippo Award. Yep, Dodge is getting mine as well. Uh, not only for yeah, realizing that everything that she had experienced up to probably recent memory was a lie. But also, you know, the the phone call with her mom and her mom kind of glitching out, kind of showing that, you know, there was there was something sinister going on. And the fact that you're, you know, making out with your boyfriend about to get some and then a bunch of assassins teleport into your uh, into your apartment and kill him. That's got to be a mind trip as well. So, you know, that's another question, though, is why did that last guy that activated that capsule and spit it at her, why did he do that instead of just teleporting himself out like the guy that flipped over the railing and uh, didn't Because die? at that point, it would, so I'm going to guess that their objective that was twofold. It was either uh, capture and recover or kill. Like, that was it. And so when she took out the entire team, he was the one that was in a position to take her out, one, and so last he did. One left, gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's just okay. you know uh, tactical thinking on my part. I'm not the most tactical uh, uh, thinking person on the planet, but I think that that at least makes sense in my brain. Yeah. Okay. So you're thinking like a Romulan? Check. Uh, yeah. No. I, I, yeah, I'm all right Perfect. with that. I think like a Romulan. That's a compliment, sir. That's a compliment. Okay. All right. I do want to point everybody to uh, our Discord server, which you can find at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. At the top, there's a link to our Discord server. And we've also got a change.org petition out there uh, that is um, calling for a special day for Keanu Reeves. That would be, what, May 21st, is it? May 21st, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yep. Where Reeve Day. Yeah, where yep. Matrix 4 and uh, John Wick 4 are both releasing. We are calling for that to be from 2021 on Keanu Reeves Day in remembrance for and in appreciation for all of the great works that he's given us. So uh, go out, sign the petition. Uh, that'll be linked on our website as well. 
Now let's make this happen, people. Yeah. It's Keanu fucking Reeves. And next week we're going to review episode number two of Star Trek Picard. And I will be sampling a bottle of Chateau Picard. It's a Bordeaux uh, from the actual Picard vineyard that is in real life. I think this is a 2017 and I'll have more details on that whenever uh, whenever we do our show next week. So Did I will you know be that, they, you, that you the director wanted during to it? <laughs> or yes. during oh, our yeah. podcast. He's going to be lit. No, he's going to be uh, lit I'm going to be lit. Podcast. Yeah. During yeah. during the podcast or during the show? During the uh, During the episode. podcast. Okay. During the podcast. Why would he You're do it during say. the show? It's not funny that way. <laughs> So that he just wouldn't remember what the show yeah, was. Yeah, he'd about. be like, so this is going to be a short show because I finished an entire right. bottle, guys. Uh, so a uh, quick fact, uh, fun fact, the director wanted to shoot on location in France yep, yep, yep. and was yep. told no. Mm-hmm. And so she found a vineyard that had that chateau. Uh, that chateau was actually uh, moved from France brick by brick. It was built by uh, from bricks from France. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, the, the show didn't do that. Somebody else made Yeah, it. somebody else had done yeah, that yeah, yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah. They just found yes. it, and then they were, it worked out. Yeah, it's in it's in California. So, yeah. Uh, hey, know, California Linus, makes some Linus. excellent fucking wine. So. Yeah, just cancel yeah, all your flight reservations uh, for the Europe to go see the Picard Vineyard. Okay, so the, I, I need Star Trek to, to make some uh, Romulan ale. That's what I need them to. So I've got the Picard wine i've got the star trek wine or the 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 starfleet wine i've got the uh james t kirk whiskey uh uh what i need is some klingon blood wine and some goddamn romulan ale i'll make you some blood wine no my yeah no i want yeah i want somebody i I want somebody to do it it it's not gonna kill me what does this taste like rob's bathtub (laughs) No, no, pig's, pig's blood, man. How do you pig's know what blood. Rob's bathtub tastes like? He you don't want to know. it when he's done. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and that's what we got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Pod crawl music is Snack Mix My Machete. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel, which is linked on our website at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com. Uh, you can leave us feedback at Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash status underscore podcast. And for this week, I'm Jason. So just as a reminder, episode 93 at 35 minutes, 28 seconds, Jason was wrong. Fuck <laughs> damn it. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's really all I have to say is, oh, for fuck's sake. It's been Rob. And we'll talk to you next week. And so, and I swear to God, if you've, Put that in the wrong spot, which I see that you're trying to do, Rob. You suck. I hate you <laughs> so much, Rob. I hate you so much. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so 